Hi, welcome to Adam and Steve Save the Music Industry. And here's how we're going to save it. Each episode, we're going to put forward two brilliant new ideas that, when implemented, are certain to save the music industry. We'll thrash it out, make our arguments, and choose the best of the pair. Sending it off to Universal or Spotify or Beyonce or whoever wants to implement it, it's foolproof. Even a couple of fools like us could manage it. So without further ado, hello, Adam. Hey, Steve. How's it going? Yes, very good. Thank you. Good. So last time, uh, I saved the music industry. And yeah, you did. With, with your I did, three yeah. genres idea. That's right. The three genres. Wow. I loved it. I had actually genuinely forgotten. Where the was. <laughs> but, okay, good. And last time you went first. Yes. With your right. idea. Yeah. So this time I'm going to get the ball rolling. Nice. So my idea, uh, I'm a Formula One fan, as okay. you know, but anyone listening probably doesn't. I enjoy Formula One at a motorsport. And one of the things they do in Formula One, to admittedly not very well, but something they do to try and keep the smaller teams uh, competitive with the big boys who've been in the sport for many years is there are budget caps. Mm. Just plain and simple. And it's, it's, it's a simple novel idea. No one's allowed to spend infinite amounts of money. Otherwise, the really rich guys just race off ahead with development and make their cars super duper. And the poorer guys who are trying to do it on a shoestring can't ever compete with that. So it got me thinking, what if there was budget caps in music production and releasing? And to be honest, I'm thinking more along the lines of the releasing and the marketing that goes with, with, um, with the release of new music. So you know that studio time is really expensive. Mm-hmm. That's they, they they've got their overheads, and I st- I firmly believe that still needs to be paid for. At the same time, you've got bedroom producers who are are making you know killer tunes on cracked software on hmm. secondhand laptops, <laughs> you yeah, know, um, which isn't costing them much at all. So it's I guess. Hmm. I'm talking myself around here. Um, it's actually, I think, budget caps on more the promotion of the music. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's probably where it's it's more important. Yeah, the, um, the like barrier to entry in terms of the like recording technology mm. is like is pretty pretty small now. Yeah. If you can afford a computer, you you can afford studio stuff, like you say. Yeah, yeah, but you can't afford a billboard yeah, or right. a TV commercial or to bribe radios to play your music. <laughs> Whereas labels can do all of that. The big labels. Um, and so if you, if you set enshrined in law, some kind of really strict budgetary caps and I, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not super naive. I know they'll find ways around it. Um, in, to some extent, but if you really clamp down on that and make it very hard, then it does level the playing field somewhat to Johnny down the street with his laptop versus the big boys up there. Um, and it, it, it democratizes things beyond just having the democratization that the internet's afforded us in the first place. Mm. So, so the big question is, where's your cap? What, what's the upper limit? What are we talking? Give me a number. 
Oh, okay. That's putting me on the spot. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, like ballpark. Well, maybe maybe you could think about it more in terms of like, you know, that this this many of these types, like financial of... fair play in football. Yeah, right. No, yeah. it could be. We could go the route of financial fair play, whereby you're only like in football, you're only allowed to to spend over a certain percentage of the money you made the previous year. So you make ten million pounds profit in a year. The next year you can you can't spend more than say ten or eleven million I see. on things. You know, so it, it it's tried to stop billionaire oil mm. barons coming in, taking over football club, and going here's a bazillion pounds. Take over the the tournaments in all of your countries, whatever. Blah blah blah. You know, it stops all of that kind of stuff happening. It keeps it about the football being played on the pitch. Um, is there is there something I guess like that you could is there something like that in politics as well, where like all the campaigning has to be like financially monitored? Yeah, 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 yeah. And and so maybe the you could have something like that in music, where a, a label's previous release has to, you know you can only spend as much on your next release as you spent on as you made from the last one or something. But Holy nah, cow. but that's still gonna that's that's still gonna pinch the little guys, isn't it? Nah, scrap that. No okay. financial fair play. Let's cap it. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm thinking of this as someone who makes his own music and posts it out online yeah. and doesn't pay for any sorts of promotion whatsoever. I'm thinking that if you told me I was a, I let's if I had ten grand to spare and I was uh, entitled and supposed to spend that on promotion, I'd be like, oh my gosh, ten grand of promotion. That's yeah, amazing. Right. If you said that to Warner Brothers. Yeah. or universal or sony they'd be like oh my gosh what are we going to do that's no money at all yeah. so i don't know i don't i really don't know maybe like yeah but in the thousands you know not up into the millions like i imagine they would spend on other releases yeah like a taylor swift single that would have a million yeah. pounds spent on it or whatever yeah they just you know get it get it advertised or, or you know when you when you see a, a taylor swift album advertised i mean mm. you know how much you know how much it costs roughly to advertise on tv if it's a high profile show or a high profile sports event <laughs> hundreds hundreds of thousands of pounds per mm. advert right mm. um, and you think how much must that money how much must that music be making if that album yeah, right. has got an advert at that point that's mind-bending amounts for, of money yeah. for an independent musician where like you say you you, yeah. you you might splash out for a few facebook ads but that's yeah. an interesting lower limit like are you, are you imagining that like you were saying there that the idea of being given 10 grand to spend is like mm. i can imagine uh like with my with my socialist hat on that that you might say well the money that the majors aren't now aren't going to spend because of this cap can be spent Mm. can be like distributed out so like an independent artist might get the opportunity for a print ad or for a like 30 second radio spot or some other like mm. form of promotion is that yeah. uh, like is that how you're seeing it or it's just a just a hard cap at the top well, well i was just thinking a hard cap but mm. i i you yeah your idea that's a really interesting idea maybe one to explore more deeply as some kind of thing at another point whereby money some monies are redistributed down to the lower echelons to help independent people promote and create awareness 
again, going back to the sporting analogy, a bit like how some of the profits that the FA make from the Premier League is sort of, it's mandated in their whatevers, that that gets reinvested at grassroots, like mm. Sunday morning little league football things, you know, to, to make sure parks and pitches have the right things yeah. for football training sessions to go on and stuff like that. And so, that, yeah, and that, maybe maybe the labels could do that. That yeah, that that aspect of um, like the industry feels like one that has definitely gone away more than maybe another part of it. Like the you know that old school A and R talent finding, mm. uh, you know the the idea of a development deal where like a you know mm. a talented young artist would get get picked up by a label when they you know very 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 early early on in their career pre pre an album or anything and mm-hmm. money really like you say invested in in that grassroots level to bring them up um and maybe like you say if like if if labels weren't spending multiple million dollar ad campaigns for their top one percent of the one percent artists uh there might be a little mm-hmm. bit more for that for, for bringing up the new stuff right yeah because you know the whole development thing's kind of gone out the window because everyone's DIYing way. it now. Labels very much want to see that you are well along the, that journey mm. of being quite a formed and developed artist yourself already um, when they find you on social media and check out how many followers you've got. How much profit you're already making. Uh, mm. They can just add a zero on the end of. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I guess to, to, to pull things in and to summarise, I'd say introduce a budget cap that ah oh, i don't know man like do we want to am i going to twist and morph this in the discussion and say we should introduce a budget cap and redistribute the wealth as it were from from some of the uh the big boys uh, yeah should, are you? should that be <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i i hadn't thought of that but but yeah the discussion's just gone ooh, mm, mm. gone that way after the kick in that my idea got last week during the during the pod, but yeah. also after people that have heard it, uh, I'm, I'm not. I haven't got any lifeline for you here, buddy. <laughs> Gloves are off. No, 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 no. I, I was just about to say no. My initial idea was just a budget cap, and so we'll stick to that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but it it would be small. It would be small. Maybe right. maybe like ten thousand pounds or something like that. Ooh. <clears throat> They're like you say for a major you know, that suits, that doesn't that doesn't even get yeah, them out the door. That 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 doesn't even buy them their ivory back scratcher. <laughs> you know, um, I but, feel for those for those poor but, radio DJs that aren't going to be swimming in payola. Mm, exactly, and uh, it might force them to actually go and find good music that they like that they want to play, rather than going, "Hey, listen to this amazing new song by this artist that they don't." really like mm-hmm. i mean do you ever get that do you ever think radio djs you, do you ever listen to them thinking oh yeah oh, mate you're so yeah, full yeah. of bs how can you yeah. like every song and yeah. this is brilliant and this is brilliant and like shut up who are you convincing but um yeah you know they'll actually have to research mm. and play us music that they know and like because undoubtedly a good radio dj will have an immense knowledge and back catalogue of mm. cool interesting wacky music most of which will never get played on the radio because you know they have a mandate 
to play yeah, a playlist by the following artists yeah. and and yeah so yeah it, it would change i guess it would change radio it would would probably place even greater emphasis uh, and significance on the power of social media um right. word of mouth and spotify playlist stuff mm. you know and what, youtube what the, playlists what the marketeers and would the call like or, organic uh marketing mm. organics yeah 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 and it would it would put a lot more it would rely a lot more on the organics wouldn't it mm. yeah because you're, you're saying to the big labels you can't really promote this beyond you know a, a little bit of promotion in the get-go Mm. Uh, like and then and then curation becomes the the powerful thing like like influencing influencers curation you know people that, that yeah. are making playlists and um they're like critical voice they're and charging yeah, and they, yeah. they charge money yeah right to to have your song put on their playlist but then who'd pay for that who would pay for the curators because you're not allowed to pay <laughs> oh actually yeah no it might it might squeeze the curators and and just you know the curation can go back to being done by people who genuinely care yeah right yeah <laughs> as opposed to the people with the biggest pocket yeah yeah hmm. yeah there we go so yeah super tight budget caps super tight budget super caps tight. on the marketing super tight on the marketing and the promotion of music i i think i think that's that's pretty much my idea uh, I, as you can kind of tell i i've I, I had this idea and i thought yeah that budget caps <laughs> just like in formula one that makes total sense cool i'll go with that and then i didn't really dig down on it until now so i've slightly talked myself <laughs> around a very windy path but i think i'm there yeah yeah, yeah man yeah, so, I th- yeah like i think like you say it's democratizing in a way that the internet hasn't quite managed to democratize that part and i think it emphasizes like curation and and like fan driven like power in in marketing music which i absolutely love and i think yep. i think that again that the like internet has hasn't quite got a grip on that yet i think we had like an initial burst of of like music blogs that were doing a really great job of mm-hmm. that like expert curation of of this wealth of new music that was coming but i feel like that's really dropped off and i feel like there's any really power in that now in 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 the sort of like like spotify playlists that sort of thing um yeah so i i I love the idea of a of a like yeah really organic really like fan driven word of mouth power in in music marketing Mm. if if you're if you're happy over to you man yeah Um, yeah yeah uh so we we're uh both british and um the uk has had quite quite the few years quite the five years um politically oh, hasn't it just uh, and we yeah. uh head head inexorably towards the end of october when uh the country will mm-hmm. will or will not or whatever who knows in what sort of form um, <laughs> leave the rest of europe behind well Mm-hmm. Europe will probably leave the rest of us behind, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but what what an amazing four or five years for uh, like politicians, for political journalists, for 
uh, commentators generally on on uh, on all of this stuff. They've had an absolute yeah. whale of a time raking it in. Never, never mm-hmm. before, and not certainly not in my lifetime, has like a political issue been so talked about, so like yeah. so considered, so like in the forefront. Um, mm. So, with that in mind, I want to yeah. bring a arbitrary binary decision to the music <laughs> industry. <laughs> An arbitrary binary decision. Yes. So we're going to do music Brexit. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. A a simple (laughs) in-out referendum for the UK and for music. So the, the, the the choice that will be on the ballot paper is music from the UK or music from outside the UK. So that that referendum's going to wow. take place a year from now in in July 2020. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be an yep. unspecified potentially endless uh, time of negotiation <laughs> after that. Uh so uh, yes. as, assuming and it, uh, gone uh, well it, uh, are we talking after that date let's say we vote Brexit. Yep. On the music from the UK. Mm-hmm. After that date, do we are we only allowed in the UK to buy music that's been made by British artists? That's right. To buy, to listen to, right. to broadcast. Okay. Full stop. What so. about what about any music? Like right now, my my music library is full of musicians from all around the world. I'm still entitled to listen to that. I'm afraid not. <laughs> i'm I'm off i'm moving (laughs) i'm going (laughs) no look you you know that's so you sound like you're a uh you're a a a bromainer so um i don't know what actually i don't know whether so if you Mm -hmm. so that's fine you can you can vote for for music outside outside the uk yeah um but if that's yeah. if that's the the vote that the country decides to choose, then uh, you have to take all your UK music, and I don't know. We'll yeah. we'll put all the CDs on a boat and and send them into mainland Europe. Yeah. Uh, but the, but then that will be it. Uh, so you're mm-hmm. you're a musician. You will have to stop producing music. Uh, yeah. yeah. Or, or move abroad. Or mi- yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Hence, uh, be I'm an, off. Be an expat, <laughs> and then uh, sort of. Yeah. Ex- export your music to the UK. From it's so okay. you, so you see it's win win. Uh, either either we either you do, know. do we get to drive around in a big bus with like yeah right completely made up statistics <laughs> about about what it's going to do for the music industry. Yeah, the the UK sends <laughs> cool. two two point six billion Beatles CDs to Japan every year. Like why why yeah. not why not keep them here and build a hospital with them <laughs> yeah stuff like oh, that mate, i love it yeah so um let's let's assume that music brexit happens and we and we vote to only have uk mm-hmm. uk music for uk ears um that would yeah. that would mean the 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 repatriation of foreign musicians so musicians <laughs> that 
that primarily live and work in the UK will have to uh, move away to the countries where they come from. So, uh, uh, so like we just had Glastonbury, like Kylie, I think we're one of her biggest markets. Yeah. So Kylie yeah. will have to pop back off down under. I'm sure there's loads of loads and loads of those. And uh, similarly, uh, our like expat musicians will have to come home. <clears throat> oh yeah, that's the other part of it. So UK musicians will only be able to sell their music in in the UK. So any like LA resident musicians, New York, whatever, they're all coming home. And there'll be a, a big welcome party with the Queen and uh, a, yeah. a Queen. The band will be there as well. <clears throat> yeah, and they can. They except the lead singer who. That's that right. <laughs> I don't think he is. Is he? No, he's American. Yeah, no. Adam Levine. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. So we'll, we'll need we'll need a I'll new know. queen uh, lead if singer. If you want to make an omelette, you got to break some eggs. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, so uh, really? Simon Cowell is going to be <laughs> leading a, uh, a, a a competitive singing show to try and find the new Queen Freddie Mercury man <laughs> replacement. Yeah, why not? Yeah, can't mm. can't even have Rami Malek because he's uh, American. No. Yep. Crazy. Um, and of course, we'll need uh, new laws to control Im- imported black market imported foreign music. Um, mm-hmm. including like I, I don't know powers powers of the state to read your iTunes library and uh, there'll be like there'll be shady blokes in the down back alleys trying to sell you Beyonce CDs. Hey, <clears throat> you want you want to buy want to buy some music? Want to buy some hip hop? Uh, that I mean that uh, so up to now that all sounds quite uh, dystopian. I'll grant you sl- yeah. slightly dystopian. Yeah. Um. But uh-huh. but but don't forget that uh, you know we'll also have the opportunity to rediscover lots of lots of amazing lost British music that over the years has been mm-hmm. overshadowed by this foreign work. Um, mm-hmm. People like yeah. you know so instead of Elvis, we'll have the British Elvis. That's right, Cliff Richard. Mm-hmm. Yep, great. Uh, in- instead of. Uh, Mariah Carey, of course, will have the British Mariah Carey, which we all know is. Uh, That's right. It's Jessie J. And uh, (laughs) right. And of of course, you're you're a big Tom Waits fan, as we as we know. Uh, So instead of uh, Tom Tom Waits, we'll have the British Tom Waits, which is obviously Nick Cave. Ah, he's Australian. Okay. Right, yeah, go on. Who is it? I, I, no, I really don't know. <laughs> I really oh, don't right. know. Yeah, no, because there isn't one. <laughs> and that, and that's, that's, that's the problem, isn't it? Um, okay, so yeah. setting aside the Remain Brexit thing yeah. and going back to the notion of having an arbitrary binary okay. decision yeah, yeah. about the music industry. Yep. That will take place, and then whichever way it lands will then just rumble on for years before it's actually implemented. Yeah. Um, you got an idea here, have you? That. Well, what I'm thinking is that going back to your point about 
the journalists and mm. the politicians mm. making all their money from all their TV spots. And, yeah. you know, there's now a boom industry around political journalism. Yeah. Because of the Brexit circus. Now, if, yeah, if we did initiate a completely arbitrary thing about the music industry like that, it would create a, an absolute boom industry, whichever way it went. If it went to Brexit and everyone was thought they were going to lose their British music, mm. no. Brexit's they keep their British music. <laughs> if it was going to go Brexit and everyone thought they were going to lose their foreign music, yeah, you know, there'd be a boom industry and everyone buying up all their, yeah. f- you know, foreign musics on on analog formats as well, mm. you know, so that so that the government can't read your iTunes yeah. library, yeah, right, um, and vice versa, and vice versa. You know, if it goes the other way, if it goes to Remain and then the British music. <laughs> this one's completely fried my brain um, <laughs> yeah that's right so we, uh, all the beatles cds go go on yeah. the skip rolling stones yeah blair again but boom, <clears throat> boom industry everyone's gonna buy that up yeah so you know and and hoard it away in their lofts yeah. for fear that it's gonna be lost forever yeah right it's win-win um people might go on music holidays music yeah, tourism see. yeah right you, you know people go you get like People go to certain parts of the world to indulge in certain things uh, that they can't do in their own countries oh. for legal reasons. Sure. Um, yeah. Do they? Uh, people will start... <laughs> this is what I've heard. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. People would do the same. It's like people mm. would go on a jolly to France with their blue passports yes. <laughs> um, just to go and listen to some English music or vice versa. Yeah. You know, people might hop on channel tunnel assuming it's still working in a few years time <clears throat> and they haven't you know it's not surrounded by barbed wire and armed guards and brick walls but anyway uh yeah people will hop across the uh, channel and they'll be there listening to american records mm. for the first time in years yeah. with tears in their eyes yeah. with nostalgia and oh, so nickelback boom, boom, boom tours yeah yeah <laughs> i haven't heard this song for years i've missed it so much yeah. Uh, they'll listen to the Nickelback and say, "This is how you yeah. remind me." Bodumps. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> this, um, when when we yeah. were young and we could listen to Nickelback as much as we wanted, and the, and they're like yeah. the excitement, the the like, oh, the sordidness of oh oh, I like you know imp- imported music. Ah, oh. yeah. Oh wow! I work with a guy. I work with a guy who grew up in. East Berlin. He's about 10 years older That's than right. me, so he grew up in East Berlin. And he he's not a musician, but he loves music like to the nth degree. He's constantly buying pop records. He's he's constantly curating playlists, mm. right? And this passion was started when he was at school. They had a music teacher who risking immeasurable like things was smuggling in western pop records and they would lock themselves in a room with the teacher and listen to western pop music in east berlin in like the early 1980s amazing right that just i mean yeah you know and 
the, the the crazy lengths this teacher is going through, putting their whole life, livelihood and professional career and risking probably jail sentences, right, to show these kids what's going on mm. in yeah, on the so other bad. side of the wall, yeah. you know. Yeah. One day he, uh, he, he brought into work a Smash Hits compilation album. For or like a German equivalent. It, it wasn't an English one. It was like, because it was a German equivalent of a Smash Hits. Rec- and it was the first Western record he'd ever bought um, wow. after the wall came down. And, uh, you know, and it had all kinds of like, what, what would probably be considered really mediocre, cheesy pop music on it. But for him, it was so... Deep mm. and so personal, mm, symbolic, and yeah. he he he's connect symbolic. Yes, he's connecting on it with uh, with it on so many levels um, because of what it meant to him, not because of how good the music was, but because of what it meant to him at the time in his life when he first heard these songs. Um, mm. We'd be returning to that, I guess. Yeah, oh, there's no reason yeah. why in twenty years' time we couldn't have a, another in out referendum and uh open the borders again beautiful yeah rendering it a complete really really hammering home how arbitrary (laughs) the whole thing is yeah (laughs) precisely you can see you can see where the Um, inspiration has come from um so no no uh, not at all it's it's, it's an amazing fantasy idea uh, i can't imagine where you dreamt up such an idea one other one other point that um uh like i had in terms of the of the 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 cut off there um last week when i was talking about uh when i was talking about music with an expiry date uh, we mm. also talked about um like film scores and how how that mm-hmm. would be affected so uh in, oh gosh yeah in in the case of this um the uh, what a one absolute boon to UK composers and orchestras as they are overnight forced to forced encouraged to create new dubs, new soundtracks for classic films. Yeah, we would mm-hmm. we would suddenly need uh, all, an all British soundtrack to Alien and to Blade Runner and to Ghostbusters and to Lord of the Rings Ooh. and to so on and so on. Star Wars. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Uh, so you suddenly get these like wow. these strange British dubs of uh, mm. of uh, foreign films. That would be pretty cool. That would be cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe some of the... Where the music plays such a pivotal role, mm. not just the music, but the, 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 the sort of... The production engineering design of the music, like Blade Runner or yeah. like uh, one of the old spaghetti westerns with Morricone. Mm. Mm. The, the idea of having to redo one of those kind of like, ooh, I don't know, man. Yeah. But like taking, you know, generic superhero movie number 57 yeah. and just redoing its orchestral score with the London... City of London Symphony Orchestra or City of Birmingham Symphony Orchestra, whatever, you know, yeah. it's, yep, shove them in the studio, bosh. Let's record that a couple of days' work. 100 plus people. Yeah, right. Get paid for two days' work they wouldn't have otherwise got paid for. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's, that's, that's a novel idea. 
but yeah, I wouldn't want to be the guy that had to rescore Blade Runner because um, I'd imagine I'd, I'd get a lot of very disheartening comments <laughs> on the internet afterwards. I am um, as yeah. as a as a child of the nineties. I have ex- like fond nostalgic memories for like like imported <sighs> Turkish like brand name products. I, I and I mean Turkish right. is, as a like generic like uh you know yeah. so like a like a, a Nike T-shirt where the K is the wrong way around or like you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> Ka- Calvin <laughs> Klein Calvin Kav- Klein yeah underpants and stuff yeah 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 oh mate mate i grew up in inner city birmingham the the stuff was rife it was everywhere yeah so uh like the idea of um you know that that star wars text scrolling up the screen and then and then it's just some (laughs) some old old boy from croydon with his casio starts playing some random bit of music What, one of those like 90s Yamaha Clavinovas that yes. you get in old people's homes. Yes, mate. S- the st- st- strings 01. Yeah. <laughs> uh, orchestral hits. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Not not better, but be... not worse. Well, I mean, come on. <laughs> if George Lucas is going to take Star Wars in 1996 and or 5, whenever it was, and just shoving all of that extra computer generated yeah. nonsense then you know it, it honestly it, yeah it's the same <laughs> right so the premise is we need to save the music industry yes uh, my proposition is uh thinking sort of a long-term management of how music gets promoted mm-hmm. in the hope that it democratizes and uh, helps bring to the forefront independent people, uh, independent artists, I mean, and, and, and those working with much less financial clout mm. than those backed by the big boys. Yeah, it's, um, it's, a, it's your, a sort of attempt to uh, um, as a more meritocratic uh, mm, music industry, yeah. Yes. Uh, your your notion, your suggestion is a notion of um, upheaval for the sake of upheaval. Yes. In order to just get everybody excited and talking, one way or the other, short divide them down the middle. Uh, everyone's going to hate each other about the topic. No good can come of it, whichever. Um, Except that there will be a boom industry emerge around the notion of thinking and talking and appreciating the situation, either as it is or isn't. And that in itself will drive record sales and journalism. Mm. And it will put music right at the forefront of social conscience and social discussion. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's got that sort of essence of neo-capitalist, like anarchy is fine as long as it makes money. Chaos, which, chaos capitalism, which is kind of, I think, the spirit of the day. Yeah, right. Really, I'm, so, I'm on trend with this idea. I think. Yeah, I, absolutely. Oh, I, I was I was very much thinking of um, the the lad in the top hat. Uh, that looks like he's out of the Beano. Oh, God, that lad. 
Because his dad wrote, literally, his dad literally wrote the, the book oh, on what the politician this, like, chaos capitalism. Reese Mogg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reese Mogg. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that is it, isn't it? Chaos capitalism. It'll make money and create boom industries, regardless of what it does to people's quality of <laughs> yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. <laughs> and I guess as 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 it's as it's 2019, and that's clearly slightly the spirit of the the times. Um, <laughs> yours must surely have to win. <laughs> oh dear. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this has gone down <laughs> one hell of a political rabbit hole, hasn't it? Goodness me. Um, um, yeah. This is a music podcast, yeah, by right. the way. Or, you know, music topic, music industry podcast. Um, totally. But, but, but look, like, <laughs> you know, I, 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 mm. I, I bring this idea, uh, you know, in, in the full knowledge that this is the, like, this is the, the point yeah. I'm trying to make, I suppose. It's a wider point. You know, music exists yeah. in, a, in, the, in, the, in the real world. And, um, mm. Uh, so yeah, we I guess we have a winner. Let's get that that bad boy typed up and sent off to a uh, Universal. I, I'm sure they'll love to hear our idea on this one. They'll really <laughs> go for it. Uh, <laughs> so put the date in your diary, everybody. July 20, uh, 2020. 2020 yeah i think i think is it july or is it april no april 2020 is when the new ghostbusters films come oh yeah you want it after that sorry you want it after that yeah 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 it's got to be after that so then uh so then you can do you can do the 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 british soundtrack to ghostbusters 2020 Mm. yeah oh yeah i could do it me personally yeah you'd have someone would have to that would be a yeah and and i can't think of a better more suitable person um (laughs) <laughs> I actually got the other day I, on Facebook. I got a, I got, um, I got some special thing, uh, some special like badge awarded to me by some Ghostbusters page because I'm apparently one of their top fans. As in, I, I like and or interact with their posts on such a common basis that they've they've given me like a stamp, whereby if I comment, I've got a little like star by my name as a top fan. Steve, what? That probably doesn't need to be in the podcast. Steve, <laughs> anyway. what's, what's the opposite of a humble brag that's like su- supposed to sound like a like a brag, but it's actually just a really sad story? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on that note, Brexit, music Brexit, music Brexit 2020. On that note. Right. Well, uh, I, on that note, we should wrap it up. Um, I, I've been Steve. You can follow me on the social media things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, blah, 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 uh, at Opus Science, uh, or go to my band camp. And as I said last time, but, uh, buy my music, help me eat. Yes. It's important. Um, and that's Opus Science Collective at Bandcamp something. Find dot bandcamp.com. Yeah, something like that. Uh, you, use Google it's, it, or, or whatever search engine you like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm Adam. I'm Adam Stuff. Um, I'm on uh, Twitter's quite quite a place. I'm on there a little bit at AJ Stuff. Um, I post the odd picture to Instagram and Adam Stuff underscore producer, um, or uh, my website with 
all the amazing music that I've been working on over the last few years is all on there to listen to um, from lots of amazing artists. Uh, that's adamstaff.co.uk. Cool. There's some very, very good artists that he's been yeah. working with. Um, right. Well, that was Adam and Steve Save the Music Industry. See you next time. Take care.